0: It's hard to believe that this all was once filled with our kind. It wasn't that long ago. You'd never know it, looking at all this destruction. It looks like it's been centuries. The Empire set out to punish us. To wipe away our memory. It must pain you to see it like this after witnessing its beauty. What pains me is seeing our own kind fight one another time and time again. Killing each other for reasons too confusing to explain. It made us weak. We had no hope to resist being smashed by the fist of the Empire. There. The entrance to the Mines of Mandalore. It's The Mandalorian Man, starring Din Djarin, Grogu, Bo-Katan, featuring Peli Motto, musical guest Alien Ant Farm, and your host, Geek Mentality Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, geek mentality, my. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everybody, to The Mandalorian Man. Uh, I am so excited to be back again for the second week in a row talking about season three of The Mandalorian. Of course, we're talking chapter. 18 today uh oh this one opens up with I look like races and I thought are these pod races i I wasn't um I wasn't sure but I'm getting right into it I'm not wasting any time I'm not wasting your time nor my time and I'm already wasting too much time by talking about not wasting time so yeah we we start off with these races we don't know right away We're on Morris Isley until we see uh Amy Sedaris's character I said okay now I know we're back, uh, you know, not really our home base, but where a lot of our stories have kind of risen from, at least. like It's one of the um, spots. It's one of Mando's, like, known spots to go to, especially when he needs help with uh, his ship or he needs some sort of part, which he does. But we see her first. She's dealing with a... Uh, um, What's his name? Uh, Greedo looking dude. I don't know. I don't remember what these things are called. I know she mentions it later, but they're they're Greedo's. They're always they always will be Greedo's to me when when they, you know, obviously I know what a Wookiee is. So but if I didn't know what a Wookiee was, they'd all be Chewbacca's to me. That's kind of how I roll uh, because I'm I just don't know. I, I know I don't know what I don't know. So she's, she seems to be, like, scamming this dude. Like, oh, it's going to take a while to, to fix, but she's using the Jawas to strip the parts and, I don't know, to fix it up really quick. Like, it seems like whatever she's doing, it's not quite on the up-and-up. Uh, but Mando drops in for a tune-up. and Well, she offers a tune-up, but he's really there to find that memory board so he can um, bring back IG-11, the the Taika Watiti robot that originally wants to uh, wanted to destroy Grogu, uh, but they need to get him back to uh, back to the the good side. She doesn't have uh, that part, and it seems like the Jawas also don't have that part. So, you know, it seems like it seemed to me that this was going to be like this whole season was going to be him trying to get IG-11 back and figure out a way to get back to the living waters uh, in the mines of Mandalore. But no, no, it all kind of, at least, I don't say it wraps up, but it um, definitely gets to where I thought it was going to be going later in the season in this episode. She actually talks him into uh, taking an R5 unit, which I don't, it was an R5 something, not R5-D2, but an R5 unit that, you know, that's the little, I want to say R2 unit, but it's like an, I guess our units are similar, you know, the three uh, triped, did I just, is that a real thing, triped, um, where they have the wheels, you know, like R2-D2, but this one's got a kind of a head that looks like a white Rolo, you know, the chocolate Rolos, that's what this, that's what it looks like, but a white version. Um and that was the thing. Remember, Uncle Owen almost took that R R five unit. Uh, but then, what about this R two unit? Because the R five unit blew up, or it overheated, or, or what, whatever happened. But that's a that's from the first Star Wars movie. Even though it would be cool if this was the exact same R five unit that years later, Amy Cerres character fixed up and now has given to Din Jaren. Uh, they they she's able to um, modify his ship. Which I guess it was set. It was made originally to have a droid there. Then she adapted it so Grogu could hang out up there, even though he seems to like to hang out on uh, Mando's lap. Now she's fixed it up so that the R five unit can go with him, and he the, he basically needs a droid to test the air uh, on Mandalore to see if it's poisoned or if it's breathable, and uh, she talks him into bringing this this robot, even though the robot seems hesitant like he's got a he's got a bit of a um personality and his personality is i'm afraid to do things um but she talks him into taking it with him and uh, he's like she says it's built for adventure but then she kind of says you know he's a little temperamental so good luck he's like i thought you said it was built for adventure and she's like what i can't hear you bye i also did i mention she thought that i said she thought that grogu called him by his first name but he did a flip out of the ship, into her arms. He was happy to see her. Uh, and that flip, that's indicative. Well, I think it shows that he he is maturing as far as being able to do more. Um, she mentions him saying his own word, but he he doesn't. I think I went back. It sounds like he just goes, mm. <laughs> or, or something like that. But I think it might be leading up to some point him talking like I feel like that's going to be a major moment of him talking and will it ruin it if he's got like a you know a a cute little voice but all of a sudden like I don't know it just it it you know whatever happens half half of the people will be like what and every and the other half will love it um but I'm getting ahead of myself he just said mm. and um they well then they take off they and he's like you ready for adventure kid uh, and they head off and we see chapter 18, the Minds of Mandalore. And then they're already there. They head right to Mandalore. Uh, it, he's like, you know, I know it looks scary, but it used to be really cool. He didn't say that, but he said something like that. He says he's actually never been there. He grew up on Concordia, which is a moon. He's pointing out all these things. He's like, as a Mandalorian, you have to understand maps and navigations. And uh, I mean, how to navigate, you'll never be lost. Uh, they head into, they just go right into Mandalore and it seems, it seemed pretty stormy in the clouds and I thought, oh, because first it didn't seem that bad and then they make it through these storm clouds and it opened up and I thought, oh, that looks kind of nice and then you realize, like, the entire surface is like this wasteland. There isn't much to kind of hold on, like, there isn't much to look at. It just looks like, you know... The aftermath of destruction, and he tells Grogu, you know, uh, hey kid, um, it seems like the the bombs have messed up the magnetic fields or something like that. So it basically, it means that the, their comms won't work down there. They're going to be cut off from the the you know the rest of the world. They're going to be on their own, which is it okay? It, well, it's convenient that it, you know it adds an extra level of uh, peril that they could be in that they will be in, let's be honest. So he pops the R5 unit out to go test the air, uh, and you can see the R5 unit is not thrilled about doing this. You see a lot of these green crystals, which uh, looks like that green crystal thing he showed to the blacksmith. Lady blacksmith in the last episode. Uh, It kind of looks like the green version of the Fortress of Solitude, but then I remember the Fortress of Solitude. We had those green crystals. We. You Know Kellel did, uh, when he wanted to talk to Jor-El. I'm getting, I'm going, I'm going off on a tangent in the wrong direction. I need to drink, uh, swing myself back into Mandalorian. No more, no, no more Superman talk. Uh, so the R5 unit goes off and he's like, You'll be fine, don't worry. He goes, Look, we can watch him on this little uh display, this little radar. is like, Blip, Blip, and boom, right away, he's gone. It's like, Already, right? Two seconds later, he disappears. He's like, Oh. Um, I'm sure everything's fine. But he uh then he says, Um, let me let me go check. He so he pressurizes his helmet and he tells Grogu, Seal yourself in your pod. And I'm thinking, why not why not just do this right away? Do that first and then go look around with the R five unit and let him uh you know test the air. He leaves Grogu and I was like, uh oh, I have a bad feeling about this. And he says, Don't worry, kid, I'll be right back. But you see Grogu's ears dip and he looks kind of sad and when he looks sad i get sad i'm like no grogu he goes into the cave and and like he finds this entire underground city that looks really cool and then all of a sudden he gets attacked by these space orc looking dudes um they kind of look like frog gorilla men i don't know that that's the best i could come up with so i'm calling them frog gorillas uh he takes out the dark saber and at first he's like, Oh, I'm not having much luck. He's trying to fight them off. But um, he does get the upper hand and he finally takes all these guys out. He finds the R five unit. The R five unit's okay. They go back to the ship. R5 runs some tests, says the atmosphere is breathable. So he's like, All right, let's go. goes with Grogu back, he leaves the R five behind, goes back into the caves with Grogu. They go into that underground city. That's the Civic Center that Bo Catan talked about the last time. So that's where the the Mandalorian Mavericks play all their home games in the Civic Center there. Uh, He, I love that they both kind of go, all right, let's go, and they dive down together. He uses his jetpack, and Grogu just kind of floats down in his pod. And then they go way down below the Civic Center to what looks like sewers, sewers, sewers. I don't know if I'm saying it right. You know, sewers, they're in the sewer system. Uh, And I was like, I don't think I'd want to take a bath in, you know, this dirty, sewer water. So he thinks the waters will flow down to the mines um, and the living waters within. So he follows along with that. Uh, You see some, a few creatures milling about, but they don't really, they don't really bother them. They look like, you know, space lizards. Uh, They find uh, a passage and they head down to the passage and it just looks like a bunch of junk. Like it looks like they're in an area where they've n- where no one's been in a very long time. But he does find a helmet. It's a it's a fully intact helmet, but it looked a Mandalorian helmet, but it looks like it's quite corroded. Uh and then all of a sudden this giant creature, at first I thought it was a, a fully organic like monster creature, kind of closes its maw over him. Uh Grogu was like, whoa, Do do do. he gets scared, goes back, but then you realize it's a it's like a crab robot kind of thing. It takes Mando away. Grogu goes and follows it, and he's now he's walking. he's walking around and uh, you see there's a bunch of Mandalorian helmets around. It almost seems like it was a it's like a prison and a crypt, or this dude is a collector and he just grabs um, he grabs whatever he can. And I was trying to figure out is this is this thing like an Android? Is it part living? Uh, we see it trying to, you know, take what I assume is blood from Mando, but what for, unless he, this thing needs it to be alive. Uh, it, I didn't know if there was a living eye or if there was a digitized projection of an eye, but this, inside the crab bot, the, the Crabobot, there's a um, there's another thing. It's like an android. He's kind of like a spider-man. Not a spider-man, but a spider creature, but he also can walk on two legs. I mean, this thing is like... Uh, it reminds me of that Darth in um, Revenge of the Sith, the one, but he's like the robot, but he also had a cough. It's like, oh, I got emphysema. Um, and he had a, I think he had a beating heart. Was that Darth Sidious? No, no, no. Darth. Who the hell knows? Um, but I remember that's, I remember that's, isn't that where hello there comes from? At least one of them. Uh, so anyway. Mando's now in this kind of cage that is like, really, like it's almost like he's in a pea pod or a bean, but it's a cage and it's like it's he's stuck in there, you know, pretty good. I thought it was going to be for roasting, you know, like you'd put your marinated meats in there, spin it around, uh, and I thought, oh my god, they're going to cook Mando, but why cook him in a suit? I feel like that would overcook him. Uh, Grogu is his only hope. He goes over, and he uses the force. He's like, but boom, he makes too much noise. The, the robot dude notices him, then is like, go get Bo-Katan. So Grogu hightails it out of there, and he does this Jim Carter-looking flip into his pod, boom, races away. At this moment, at this point in the episode, I thought to myself, are we going to get, is this a Grogu solo adventure? Like, Mando's caught, we don't see him for the rest of the episode, and Grogu is on is on his own to save the day. It isn't that. And that's why I didn't use Grogu as the art for this episode. I think I, I chose the photo for this episode for the notes and for the uh, the thumbnail for a very specific reason. And I'll get to that much later on when we get to that in the episode. So he, um, Grogu, is, you know, getting out of there. Seems like getting out of there, no problem. But then a frog gorilla man gets in his way and you think, uh-oh, but we don't, we see outside the cave. That he force flings that thing right the F out of the way, gets back to the ship, uh, does another awesome flip into the ship, points to the instrument instruments and tells R5 and boom, where to go. R5 heads right back to Bo Katan's planet. Uh, she's still just hanging out on her throne, just kind of like, I've got nothing to do. Uh, and she sees the ship, her robot dude is like, You got a visitor, and she comes out, she's like, I said. Leave me alone. Oh, it's just a little green man. Uh, what happened to him? She tells her droid to use the other droid to like find the history or find out where they were. And now she's going back with R5 and Grogu uh, to to save uh, Armando, Din. Uh, we see more of the surface, and it just seems like more and more of a wasteland. She's like, um, you know, you, you need to guide me to him. Uh, you need, she tells Grogu, you need to tell me where he is. She has her mask on now, she, or her helmet on, now, her mask. She puts her helmet on now and they leave the R5 unit behind again. She's telling, she's kind of talking to Grogu. She's like, uh, you know, this was once a beautiful civilization. My family ruled it all. And now it's a tomb. And I get it, I. I would agree that it, maybe it was a beautiful looking civilization, but when you have a family that rules it all, is it a really beautiful civilization for everybody? Unless, of course, they were wonderful, friendly, you know, uh, generous um people. I have no idea. Uh so they go, they go jump down the same way they did before, um, following the same route. But Grogu, you know, Grogu's leading her along, but she, he stops. He's like, Ooh, he gets a little scared from seeing the monsters again. She's like, you know, um, uh, I know you're scared, but you gotta you gotta lead me. Come on. She starts talking to him, uh, You know, I used to, uh, she said she used to uh, know Jedi. And she tells this thing where, you know, uh, the Jedi and the Mandalorians, there was a time where they got along. And I don't know, I don't know Star Wars history. So I wonder, is she referencing something that is well known in the expanded universe or the legends, whatever they're called now? Or is she creating a new, or is what she's saying creating a new kind of, um, new lore, new like thing that wasn't known about. Uh, I I wonder. I wonder. Uh, and she asks him, oh, how good are you with the forest? Then they get uh, more gorilla frogmen. Uh, they were hidden up in a spot. She shoots them down. She kills them, kicks their asses. And then she looks, she goes, did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? And I love that she called Din Grogu's dad. And Grogu wasn't like, He's not my dad. Like, imagine if that's his first words. He's upset. He's my friend. I don't know why he sounds like that. But um She mentions that these frog gorillas are Alamites. Alamites? I wrote that down. Alamites. I don't know. I knew a guy named Al Amite. I didn't actually. Uh but I like frog gorillas better, and I hope you do too. So she says they used to live here on the wasteland, but if they survived, I wonder what else might have too. Ooh, so we go down and we see now that the, that robot crab, well, he's not the crab, but he, he rides the crab. Um, the robot dude stuck Mando in with his tube. He's got a, he's got another robot. that's like a pump, but it looks like it has eyes. So it almost has personality and it's pumping something. It wasn't like a solid flow of blood, but I would assume it's pumping blood, but I don't know why. Um. Bow comes in, guns ablazing, Bing, bang, boom! Fight. The robot fights back with space lightning, but she's able to retrieve the dark saber. And then I'm wondering, does that mean it's hers now, or like, did she does she have to defeat Din in order to for you know in the order for it to you know follow the royal decree of whatever Mandalore um, you know tradition, like, or is it hers because she picked it up? I don't know. But she kills the robot. And except she doesn't kill the robot. It comes back, and um, its head crawls off. And it reminded me, you remember the Transformers where you have this Transformer robot, but you could take the head off the Transformer, and that head would transfer into a little robot. Not exactly this. It's not a one-to-one comparison, but it is what um, it reminded me of. And that little guy gets into the mobile, and now uh, Bo just takes the saber, and it's like, fing, fing, shing, boom, boom, boom. I mean takes it out pretty simply, which <clears throat> shows me that she is much better wielding the Darksaber uh than J- Din was when he was fighting the frog gorilla man. I mean, he was having some trouble with it. And she's like, phew, phew, she's made for it. Uh Din passes out, but they he he is safe now. So <clears throat> you see them, they're having a little they're she's made like a little camp, little fire. She's making something. He's like, how did you find me? She said, your kid, he's quite the navigator. Thank you for rescuing me. Um, but he's like, uh, he says, oh, you're right. Mandalore's not cursed. She's like, was I right? There's not much here. Not really not much to cling to, but ashes. And uh, she makes him something called pog soup, which I assume is going to be coming soon to some galaxy edge in Disney World or something. Uh, and she, he's like, I don't know what this is. And she jokes, isn't it ironic that, you know, you don't even know you're this Mandalorian. You don't even know what pog soup is. And our people were basically grew up eating it, like it's eating it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he tells her, I'm not going with you. She, um, he wants to continue into the mines. She calls him. She's like, these are children's stories. There's nothing magic about these waters. But um, he's like, yeah, I will always be in your debt. You saved my life. But I must continue with my quest. She's like, look, you'll never find it without me, so I'll just take you, okay? And he says, thank you. She's like, don't thank me until you see them. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, wait, is his ship? Did she take his ship? Like, would he be stranded there with Grogu, or would he say, come back for me in an hour? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> or maybe wait up on the surface, I'll be back. Maybe it could have been that. Uh, because I don't, I assume sh- her ship. His ship is still back on her planet, but I don't know. Maybe her ship was so big she could put it inside his ship i don't know so now they're walking along and uh you know he can't believe that you know this area what they're looking at now used to be filled with mandalorian people and she said you know it wasn't that long ago You, you wouldn't think it looking like this he's like it looks like it's been centuries she says the empire i wrote this down the empire set out to punish us to wipe away our memory So it just shows that, you know, she was, the Mandalorians are no friends to the Empire. Uh, he says, it must, it must pain you to see it look like this. And she says, what really pains me is seeing our kind fighting each other, you know, kind of just all over the place, scattered. Uh, and then she says, look there, boom. She points, there's the entrance to the mines of Mandalore, uh, the area actually, he says, oh, it looks much older. She says, oh, this has been here, um, you know, much longer. But she talks about how she's been coming there since she was a child. She was part of the royal family, so she did all the traditional stuff. But she kind of made it sound like it was all for show. Like, she didn't even buy it then, I guess. Uh, but um, he says, I- I'm sure your father was proud. She's like, he was. You know, I wasn't an embarrassment. I don't know, something like that. Uh and he's like, he seems cool. I would have liked to get to know him. I knew, he didn't say that exactly, but kind of. She's like, he was a great man. And he died defending Mandalore. And Dinja stops and says, this is the way. Almost like, yes, I you know, your, your father, I will honor him. That kind of seems like what he was saying. Uh, and then they get to the living waters. And it looks like this underground lagoon. And I love saying the word lagoon like that. Like a lagoon. Say it one more time. Ready? One, two, three. Lagoon. Uh, She's like, hold on. I want to give you the full tour. And she kind of has this, I wouldn't say sarcastic, but she's kind of uh, tongue in cheek. Not really believing this, but she goes over to this plaque. And I guess it's written in Mandalore. And I wrote down um, exactly what she said. She says, "These these mines date back to the age of the first Mandalore. According to the ancient folklore, the mines were once a mythosaur lair. Whatever the hell that is, that's that's me interjecting. Mandalore the Great is said to have tamed the mythical beast. Okay, wait a minute. So this is a mythical beast, and the best name they could come up with it is a mythosaur. Um, and Mandalore the Great is a person. Okay, uh, I didn't. I, I maybe they've said that before. I didn't know that. Uh, it is said. Oh, it is from these legends that the skull signet was adopted and became the symbol of our planet. <clears throat> so it's the legend. So it's the teachings, the legends. So maybe even they're saying it might not be real. Uh, and, you know, this is where I'm like, oh, wow, this is it. I thought this was going to be all season, but um, they're, they're, he's really getting into the waters right now. I really, like, this, we're here. This was, this was I thought, was going to be his ultimate, like, oh, it happened, but we're doing it right now. And uh, he is like, he seems speechless after, like he's looking in the water. She's like, hey, uh, are you all right? And he's just like, I think he is completely like in awe. I said he was in awe. He's speechless. He's just like, oh my God, I'm here. Like, it feels like a lifelong goal of finding it. And he's like, he starts i'm thinking man, is he stripping he just takes off some of his gear he takes off his uh he takes off his like his guns his little rocket on the back but doesn't take off any of his clothes and definitely doesn't take off his helmet and he starts to recite as he walks into the water and i wrote this down too he says i swear on my name and the names of the ancestors that i shall walk the way of the mandalore and the words of the creed shall be forever forged in my heart. Whoa! And then all of a sudden, boom, he's pulled down. Something grabs him, takes him down below. And Bo was, watch- was watching him for a second. And it seemed like she was almost getting caught up in what he was saying. Like, maybe this is important. Maybe, it. you know, he's not wrong. And, oh, my God, something just pulled him into the water. And she gets right into it. Boom, jumps in. I love that her jetpack is also a, um, like, it works underwater. And, you know, she dives way down. And I didn't realize how massive these living waters are. They're very, very deep. She finds him in some crevasse and she starts to pull him up to the surface. Now she's going up and all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell is that? She sees the these, this eye and these huge tusks and this giant head of this huge creature. Now it doesn't chase them. It doesn't fall. Like it doesn't try to grab them. Maybe it can't because it's too fast or too slow because it's so huge. But it is humongous. And she's like, whoa. And right away, you I'm thinking to myself, is this the mythosaur? And if so, it's not a myth. So is it a realosaur? Ho, ho, ho. So I'm thinking, is that what grabbed Din in the first place? Uh, it must be, right? So she grabs him out of the water, or she gets him out of the water, boom, right back up onto the surface. But he's alive. He's coughing. He's okay. Grogu lets out a little yelp of like, Oh, a little, like, mixed of, like, fright, but also relief. And the camera zooms in, kind of pans in on Bo, and that's when we fade to black. And that pan in on Bo in this whole episode, to me, why I chose her, um, that photo of her from the, her in the throne room with her head down, seeming like she doesn't have a purpose, or at least hasn't found her purpose... To me, this episode, I think, is making her more in line with the believer that Din Djarin is. I think. I think this episode was more about her, especially her. She's the last shot. She's the one who went and going, I don't care. I don't want to do this. Okay, fine. I'll help you. Okay, fine. But l- listen to this. Okay, fine. Do your stuff in the water. Oh, No. Oh my gosh! That, you know then she sees him do his little speech. She looks a little kind of emotional with that the way he acted when she talked about her father, and then of course, seeing this giant mythosaur or something in the water, something I feel like might have changed in her uh in her thoughts of her kind of the the, not, the beliefs. The whole system, the whole Mandalorian uh kind of belief system, I feel like maybe she's coming or turning a corner or coming around with it. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but you know, like I think maybe she's maybe she's starting to believe. Maybe she's starting to be like, oh my gosh, you know, it's all real. Uh I don't know. But very cool episode. And it was directed by Rachel Morrison. I'm not familiar with her, so I looked her up on IMDB and she's mostly known as a cinematographer. She's directed some um some TV episodes, but this was her first uh, time directing a Mandalorian episode uh, and as a cinematographer she's she she's done a bunch of movies, but she did this little movie called Black Panther. She was the director of photography on that so she's already in the the Disney family um and you know this was a great episode so I could see her uh directing you know being now part of the group that goes on to keep directing for you know seasons to come so that's it I think uh, I think I did it I think I'm done happy Wednesday everybody the minds of Mandalore uh, very very I enjoy this episode and I enjoy that I enjoy that we're already here like this it, it him getting to the minds and bathing is not the season storyline it's the next step in wherever we're going. Uh, and hopefully, wherever we're going now, he has maybe not Bo Katan always with him, but he can rely on her to be, um, you know, on his side or in his, you know, uh, believing in whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, he, she, she, before she's like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Now I feel like she's going to be like, yes, let's work together. Um, I hope so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done talking. I think I've, I think I've exhausted you and myself and my thoughts on this episode that I give a, um, I give a thumbs up to, I give two thumbs up to both my thumbs. Um, so now let's just do a little homework before we close up for the evening. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at geek mentality. Uh, the Facebook page is fans, not experts. I really don't do a lot there, but if you're on Facebook and you find fans, not experts, uh, it would be, it would be, it would be nice of you to give a little, just click that like and follow, and you can just ignore it like I do, or you don't have to ignore it, but, uh, I don't do much there except post, um, you know, when episodes are up and I don't even do that on a regular basis. Uh, but Twitter and Instagram, I'm pretty on, pretty much on there all the time. Again, that geek mentality, But of course, everything draws, points back to the website, fansnotexperts.com. You can go fansnotexperts.com slash Mandalorian to see all the Mandalorian episodes and all the Star Wars episodes of all the Disney Plus shows. Uh, And of course, everything else I do on that feed. I'm doing a month long celebration of Back to the Future 3 all month long here at fansnotexperts or there at fansnotexperts.com. That's over at my Geek Mentality uh, podcast. And that is it, my friends. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing, uh, for for tweeting to me, and for the uh, for the iTunes reviews that are out there. Uh, I appreciate it. Or if you could give me more iTunes reviews, please, please, I crave it. Mm, it's like it's like um, sustenance. I think that's the right word. I don't know. I, that's the first thing I could think of. I'm done. I am now. I'm going into the crazy space where I need to just go to bed. And I'm lying. I need to go record an episode of my marching McFly right now. So, until next Wednesday, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. This is the way and may the force be with you. I have spoken. Fans not experts.